This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. Listen up. America is in the midst of an epidemic of historic proportions. The contagion, being spread like wildfire, is turning communities into battlegrounds and setting Americans against one another. Normally, mild-mannered individuals caught up in the throes of this disease have been transformed into belligerent zealots, while others inclined to pacifism have taken to stockpiling weapons and practicing defensive drills. This plague on our nation is a potent mix of fear coupled with unhealthy doses of paranoia and intolerance, tragic hallmarks of the post-9-11 America in which we live, and the constantly shifting crises that keep the populace in a state of high alert. Everywhere you turn, those on both the left and the right wing are fomenting distrust and division. You can't escape it. We're being fed a constant diet of fear. Fear of a virus. Fear of the unmasked. Fear of terrorists. Fear of illegal immigrants. Fear of people who are too religious. Fear of people who are not religious enough. Fear of extremists. Fear of the government. Fear of those who fear the government. The list goes on and on and on. The strategy is simple yet effective. The best way to control a populace is through fear and discord. Fear makes people stupid. Confound them. Distract them with mindless news chatter and entertainment. Pit them against one another by turning minor disagreements into major skirmishes. And tie them up in knots over matters lacking in national significance. Most importantly... Divide the people into factions. Persuade them to see each other as the enemy and keep them screaming at each other so that they drown out all other sounds. In this way, they will never reach consensus about anything and will be too distracted to notice the police state closing in on them until the final crushing curtain falls. This is how free people enslave themselves and how tyrants prevail. This Machiavellian scheme has so ensnared the nation that few Americans even realize they are being manipulated into adopting an us-against-them mindset. Instead, fueled with fear and loathing for phantom opponents, they have agreed to pour millions of dollars and resources into political elections, militarized police, spy technology, endless wars, COVID-19 mandates, and so on, hoping for a guarantee of safety that never comes. All the while, those in power bought and paid for by lobbyists and corporations, move their costly agendas forward, and we the suckers get saddled with the tax bills and subjected to pat-downs, police raids, and round-the-clock surveillance. Turn on the TV or flip open the newspaper on any given day or turn on the Internet, and you will find yourself accosted by reports of government corruption, corporate malfeasance, militarized police, marauding SWAT teams, and egregious assaults on the rights of we the people. America has already entered a new phase, one in which communities are locked down, employees are forced to choose between keeping their jobs or exercising their freedoms, children are arrested in schools, military veterans are forcibly detained by government agents, and law-abiding Americans are finding their movements tracked, their financial transactions documented, and their communications monitored. These threats are not to be underestimated. Yet, even more dangerous than these violations of our basic rights is the language in which they are couched. 
the language of fear. It is a language spoken effectively by politicians on both sides of the aisle, shouted by media pundits from the cable TV pulpits, marketed by corporations, and codified into bureaucratic laws that have little to do in making our lives safer or more secure. Fear, as history shows, is the method most often used by politicians to increase the power of the government. So far, these tactics are working. An atmosphere of fear permeates America today. As history makes clear, fear leads to fascistic, totalitarian regimes. It's a simple enough formula. National crises, global pandemics, reported terrorist attacks, and sporadic shootings leave us in a constant state of fear. Fear prevents us from thinking. The emotional panic that accompanies fear actually shuts down the prefrontal cortex, or the rational thinking part of our brains. In other words, when we are consumed by fear, we stop thinking. A populace that stops thinking for themselves is a populace that is easily led, easily manipulated, and easily controlled. Modern America now possesses all the necessary ingredients for a fascistic state. For the final hammer of fascism to fall, it will require the most crucial ingredient. The majority of the people will have to agree that it's not only expedient, but necessary. In times of crisis, expediency is upheld as the central principle. That is, in order to keep us safe and secure, the government must militarize the police, strip us of our basic constitutional rights, and criminalize virtually every form of behavior. Not only does fear grease the wheels of the transition to fascism by cultivating fearful, controlled, pacified, cowed citizens, but it also embeds itself in our very DNA so that we pass on our fear and compliance to our offspring. It's called epigenetic inheritance, the transmission through DNA of traumatic experiences. For example, neuroscientists have observed how quickly fear can travel through generations of mice DNA. As the Washington Post reports, and I'm quoting here, in the experiment, researchers taught male mice to fear the smell of cherry blossoms by associating the scent with mild foot shocks. Two weeks later, they bred with females. Resulting pups were raised to adulthood, having never been exposed to the smell. Yet, when the critters caught a whiff of it for the first time, they suddenly became anxious and fearful. They were even born with more cherry blossom-detecting neurons in their noses and more brain space devoted to cherry blossom smelling. Okay, the conclusion. A newborn mouse pup, seemingly innocent to the workings of the world, may actually harbor generations' worth of information passed down by its ancestors. Now consider the ramifications of inherited generations of fears and experience on us human beings. As the Washington Post reports, and I'm quoting again, studies on humans suggest that children and grandchildren may have felt the epigenetic impact of such traumatic events such as famine, the Holocaust, and September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks. As I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, and its fictional counterpart, The Eric Blair Diaries, Fear, trauma, and compliance can be passed down through generations. Fear has been a critical tool in past fascistic regimes, and it now operates in our contemporary world, all of which raises fundamental questions about us as human beings and what we will give up in order to perpetuate the illusions of safety and security. Freedom be damned. 
The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.